As an executive recruiter, I sometimes wonder if employers and job seekers really understand what is really a recruiter's obligation. Hi, welcome back to Paul Group Employment Schmooze Podcast. I'm your host, Chaim Desser, CEO of Paul Group Staffing. About 15 years ago, we interviewed a candidate in our office. I don't remember the conversation. It must have been one of my team recruiters who interviewed him because God gifted me to be a natural networker. So I usually remember most of them. But this person I did not have any recollection of. And for some reason, we didn't manage to place this candidate anywhere. A few years ago, this individual opened his own company. And a few months ago, he reached out to my office asking if we can find him a great manager for his business. We placed the manager for him, and then he reached out again for other positions he's looking to fill. Interesting, though, I was on a summer weekend family vacation where I met this new business owner. He was also there for a weekend retreat. We schmoozed. In the middle of our conversation, he told me, Chaim, I want to share with you something that I didn't think I'll ever share with you, but here we are, we schmooze. I figured I'll share it. Many years ago, I was at Paul Group's office for an interview. I walked out from the office knowing that I'm all set, and I was thinking, I did my part. From here on, I have a recruiter who will do the rest of the work. They will set me up with a great company, and they will negotiate a nice salary for me. In other words, they will work for me. But a few weeks went by since the interview, and I didn't hear anything from your office. I reached out via email that I've seen a great offer on your website with a pretty enticing compensation offer. I applied to that job maybe three or four times, but no luck. I remember becoming extremely frustrated with you guys. I even told a few of my friends that it's a waste of time to bother reaching out to you for a job. He continued, I managed to find a job through a friend of mine. It wasn't really what I was looking for, but I had to cover my bills. So I took it and I worked there for many years. A few years ago, I opened up my own business. Lately, I started expanding and I realized that I can't find the right talent. So someone suggested to me, I should reach out to a recruiter. They said, if you will invest in someone that knows how to do it and do the search for you, then you'll find what you're looking for. You get what you pay for pay for it and you get the service done. But one thing I knew was that I am not reaching out to the poll group. I have had my personal experience as a candidate and I didn't like you guys. So I called a different recruiter I've seen advertised and they started flooding my email inbox with resumes. I was happy with a quick response, but most of the resumes were not only not relevant, but didn't have any of the experience I was looking for in a candidate. He said, I contact the recruiter and ask them why the relevance of these candidates are to what I'm looking for this position. They answered, well, we've sent your job description to these candidates and they very clearly said that they feel confident that they can do the job. And when I told them, hey, the reason why I called the recruiter is because I need the experience. I don't have the time to train raw potential. They replied to me, yes, I know, but the candidate claims that they are quick learners. My client said, at that point, it hit me. And I've started to realize what kind of service the poll group offers to companies. I've looked back on my own experience and remembered that I myself was looking for something that was not really connected to any of the previous jobs experience that I had. I was then looking for positions that I very much wanted to be hired for, but without having actual real experience that those companies were looking for. And I realized I was just trying to waste the recruiters, the employers, and my own time as well. I decided at that point, enough with my grudges. I'm going to try the poll group service. Let's see what you guys can offer me. 
I called your office and signed a contract. A recruiter contacted me and grilled me pretty well. She wanted to know as much as possible to understand my operations, my business model, my current team of employees, etc. And I was waiting for results. Meanwhile, I had back and forth conversations with your office. It seemed that they got it. There were some specifications I was looking for in a candidate, and it took some time for your staff to nail a candidate for me. I started to get a little frustrated. I needed to hire someone yesterday. Almost two weeks later, I finally got something. The recruiter contacted me. A candidate was offered to me. The resume showed the experience relevant to what I was looking for. I interviewed him and hired him on the spot. I must say, it felt like this was handpicked for me and for my company, and that was exactly what I was looking for. Nice story. Well, I must say, it felt good listening to the end of the story, although I didn't like the beginning of it, but that's life. I'm not selling ice to Eskimos here. Well, I'm sure some will say it's a great marketing pitch for Paul Group. Of course it is. I don't deny that the best marketing comes from repeat and happy customers. By the way, I always tell my clients when they ask me if I can refer them to great consultants, sometimes my clients are in need of a consultant. And the truth of the matter is that I've seen many clients of mine, employers who don't know that there are many types of consultants out there. Some specialize in operations, some are finance consultants, and some have experience in leadership, etc. Consultants who wear many hats can also be masters of none. There are times when clients reach out to me about employment situations and I can detect that the employee is not the issue here. They might have a serious leadership issue or even a financial issue. The employee is not at fault here at all. My duty is not to become their financial or operational consultant now. I try to stick to my profession, being an employment advisor and an executive recruiter. But if they ask me, I will try to refer them to another competent consultant who might help them with their issue. But my first tip to employers who are looking for consultants is always try to find out if the consultant has repeat clients. I understand that they can claim that they are so good that they fixed the problem and therefore there is no need for them anymore to call them back. Well, I don't buy that they hit the target every time. And that's the reason they don't have repeat clients. If they don't have repeat clients, something doesn't smell right. And the same goes with recruiters as well. None of us can claim that we always hit the target 100% of the time. And it might be an interesting fact to share that the best corporate recruiters will fill up to 20% of requisitions. That means 80% of the job openings will not be filled. And even though some clients might not always be happy with the results, I can tell you that recruiters who have repeat clients most likely is a result because they are doing a great job. Sorry, I got sidetracked here, but these are important things to know. But back to the main point that I want to make here. I always wish that candidates can understand what an executive recruiter's obligation is to their clients. If candidates will understand it, then they wouldn't become so frustrated. First and foremost, an executive recruiting firm is not an employment agency. We do help candidates through every single placement that we make. Obviously, if there is a placement, then someone got a job. But if candidates will understand what kind of process of elimination recruiters are required to make in order to fit a profile to a position, then they would clearly understand why we are not contacting them so often about an opportunity, even when they keep on sending us their resumes again and again. Believe me, we wish we can do more placements every day and place as many candidates as possible. That's where our revenue stream comes from. 
if we don't make placements, we don't get compensated. But since our clients expect from us for each open position that they hire us for, that we should search for candidates with specific experience, they don't appreciate when we offer them potentials instead of experts. I know that there are many great candidates out there. And sometimes we interview people who are creative, very skilled, and we wish that a company would have given them a chance. Companies would have gained so much from these talented individuals. But we recruiters are not the hiring authority. And some companies are at a point where they can't afford to wait months or even years until the candidate will have the required experience. They need someone now who already has the specific experience they are looking for. And that is why they reached out to an executive recruiter who can help them make that happen by searching and identifying a candidate who has what it takes to come in into the company and start delivering at the get-go. I know you can't please all the people all the time, but that said, In the beginning when I started my recruiting journey, I personally struggled with this for a long time. I am by nature a people's pleaser. It took me years to get into the zone and buckle up to be able to face negative reactions and to understand that my obligation is to focus on what my clients are seeking to fill. It's a fact of every recruiter's life. We know that we will most likely not be able to place every job seeker that reaches out to us. And that comes with the territory. What's necessary for a recruiter and for the job seeker to know is to try to understand it is the experience what a candidate actually can bring to the table and not what they feel they want to do. Even when the candidate has the skills to do it, even if they have all what it takes to eventually be the perfect candidate for the job. If our client mentioned that they are specifically looking for existing experience, then we can't just provide them potentials instead. And no one really benefits after pushing a candidate into a position that's not a match. If anything, it's just the opposite. I'm sure every recruiter out there has heard countless times from candidates, it doesn't hurt to try. We hear this phrase even from competent people like C-level experts. What's interesting is that they themselves, when they are looking for an employee for their own department, they will ask the recruiter for top-notch talent and they wouldn't settle for anything less than experience. But when they are exploring their own employment options, they expect us to try setting them up with something that is outside of the scope of their actual experience. And then they try to tell us it doesn't hurt to try. As I said, it took me time to master it, to understand my obligation to both job seekers and more important to employers. We need to know when to push back, otherwise recruiters can fail. And today I train my recruiters to understand the ropes of it as well and how it's done properly and professionally. Employers never appreciate candidates being pushed down their throat. And as I mentioned, it wouldn't benefit the employee if it turns out only to be a short-term gig. I once explained this to someone who was an experienced chef, but reached out he wanted an operation position in a real estate company. He tried pushing himself into a specific position. He claimed that he had a lot of operational experience working at a busy kitchen. He managed a sizable staff and he never settled for anything less than perfect. Indeed, he was a great operator and overall a great candidate, but not a match for this real estate position. I told him that this client specifically asked for someone with a few years of experience in real estate industry. They do not have the time and resources in place to train someone about their trade and how they operate. But the chef tried arguing with me. You and I know that operations is operations. If I understand operations in the kitchen, in the food industry, then I can understand operations in real estate as well. 
I want to point out here that in general, when a company is asking from us that they're seeking for a leader, a CFO, let's say a CMO or a general manager or sales manager, etc. Not every client asks us to match apples to apples. Even if we would find them an experienced candidate from a different industry, they would be ready to interview them if the person has the skills and the experience as a leader. But in this case, this real estate firm specifically wanted someone with real estate industry experience. So I asked them this, how would you feel when you get an order from a customer for baked apples? You ask someone to go get you apples so you can bake them and fill the order and you get oranges instead. Will you argue then that fruit is fruit? What's the difference? I agree that if you are a great operator, you will eventually be a great operator in other industries as well. And I trust that if you are a great chef, you know what to do with oranges. But your customer didn't ask for chocolate-covered orange peels now or for a great fruit salad. Your client specifically ordered baked apples. Same here. My client specifically asked for X amount experience in real estate. Well, that said, I will agree that there are many companies who are open to hiring just great talented people. They're ready to give them a chance to grow in their position. But those companies usually do not need an executive recruiter to find these type of employees. An employment agency can help them. But when a company reaches out to poll group, they usually ask for a specific match. At that point, they are not open to the option of just hiring great talent. They are desperate for someone to come in and hit the floor running. Therefore, I trained my recruiters they can't offer anything less than the experience that my client is looking for. Years ago when I was a salesman, I used to tell my colleagues, if someone walks in into the store to buy furniture, they obviously didn't come in to buy fish. They are looking for furniture. The question is if they came to the right furniture store or they will buy it someplace else. So if they walked in, try to make the sale before they go to someplace else. When you come to a recruiter, then you're obviously looking for a job. That's not a question. But you have to know if you came to an executive recruiter or to an employment agency. These are two different services. If you're looking for someone to help place you into any job and they will send your resume all over the place, then go to an employment agency. But if you're looking for executive service, someone will understand your skills and experience and match you up professionally with dignity, understanding your discreetness then make sure to go to the right place, which is an executive recruiting firm. And now let's go to a poll group job advertisement. A medical center with many locations throughout Brooklyn, New York, upstate New York, and in New Jersey is looking to hire center managers. A center manager should have experience in managing a sizable healthcare team, must be customer service driven with the ability to listen to client complaints and be an experienced problem solver. Position pays from 130k to 150k plus, depending on experience. Poll Group has many available positions. You can find them all on our website, www.pollgroup.com. Send your resume to info at pollgroup.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. Wishing you all continued success in whatever you do. Have a wonderful day.